up, yo? What up? We were just talking about that uh, classic Forrest Gump scene where uh, Forrest Gump's mother has sex with the principal to get him into the school. Yo mama yo does care about education, <laughs> boy. It's just two little points. There must be something we can do. There must be something we can do. There must be something we can do. I wonder if that actually happens, like with kids who aren't that smart. Dude, I'm sure it does. Because, <laughs> you know, before, like, all the the way things are now, it's, it's not going to happen, probably because there's cameras and everything. Yeah. But, like, before all the Me Too movement and stuff, there were a lot of police officers that would get blowjobs and stuff to get out of, for people to get out of tickets. Oh, God. You know how many times a cop must have pulled over a girl and went, I'm either going to give you a DUI or your breathalyzer is going to be my dick. <laughs> would they just right? say it like that, too? I'm sure they did. There was nothing recorded on them. <laughs> if he's there wanting to get his, he's sober. I, I, I believe it. Or even uh, he just walks up to the cop, with, to the cop car and just knocks out the window with the penis. <laughs> you know how close you are to getting a ticket? <laughs> thump, thump, thump. You know, my grandpa used to keep a $10 bill in his wallet underneath his license, and any time he would get pulled over, he would just hand it to the cop. That's a pretty good trick. Now, if you did that today, they'd pull you right out of the car. Oh, God, yeah. And couldn't you just say, oh, I didn't even realize that $100 bill. Like, obviously, say you'd have to use a $100 bill. But couldn't yeah, you be like, not, I'd be like, oh, I didn't even realize that was in there. I really didn't. Yeah, $10, he's wiping his nose and throwing it back in the car. But wait, I wonder if that would work. Because I know there's some police officers, like really good police officers that listen to this podcast. Yeah. And uh, maybe they could chime in. I, I'll, I'll make it anonymous, of course, if you want to let me know. If this happens, but let's say I got pulled over and I put a hundred dollar bill in between my license and my insurance and handed it to the police officer. <laughs> Do you think that would fly? Sorry, officer. My life picture also got mistaken for a Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I mean, it's going to go two ways. One, get, get out of the car right now. Number two, they just say, have a nice day, right, and take it? Well, well every, I, I, everything is being filmed. There's body cams. So I want to believe that cops are like, keep your uh, insurance inside and go, are you really sure you want to do that? <laughs> or did you, did you accidentally give me your wallet? Or or you could set up the officer, right, and, and say, and say, oh, right, come back. You just accepted a bribe. That's true. Now That's you give true. me now. Now we're in a different position. Now you give me a thousand dollars to leave. <laughs> now you can't leave. <laughs> now you get out of your car. <laughs> now let me see your license registration. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's really no even even if you had the upper hand. The only time I remember someone having the real upper hand on a cop was in Scarface when he's like. No, Mel, you fucked up. Quite Tony, Tony. God t- Tony, hang on. <laughs> You're right. That might have been the only time. Because any, even if that happened with a police officer, they'd say they'd probably beat the shit out of you or tell you to fuck off or something. Or they would arrest you. Yeah. You're never winning in that case. And, the, only and, time the only time you'll ever beat a cop is in a court of law, and even that's 50-50. 
And it's not like the body cam footage. Probably it probably won't even come out. You know, like the the footage no, of of him accepting the hundred dollars. No, it, it'll be at that exact moment where it scrambles, and all of a sudden you'll be like a clip of like Family Guy. <laughs> but if if you're a police officer listening, I was just wondering if I put a hundred dollar bill in between the light because you have to kind of hide it, right? Because I don't yeah, think you have, you have to fold it between. Because the body cam footage wouldn't get the $100 bill because he, if you hand him and, and the $100 bill is kind of hidden in between, and if he holds it up to his face, I don't think the body cam footage is going to see the $100 bill. Now what you do it, though, you got to give that smile with the silver tooth. Like, <laughs> like in, like like in like Goodfellas? <laughs> yeah. Yay! Hey, you popped your cherry! Oh! <laughs> He's got he's got representation. Goes that silver <laughs> The most crooked lawyer that ever stepped foot the court. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he popped his cherry. Hey, ow! Hey, you know why? Because you didn't say a fucking thing. There has, you know, I love you know, Basin. I love scams. Like the retention department's a great scam. Um. What was the scam I just gave out recently that people really liked? Do you remember? No, but there's been a lot of them. No, this was a really good one, though. People, oh, oh, the Southwest, on a Southwest flight where you keep blowing your nose. Oh, yeah. And call. <laughs> and you have, to have, you have to have the paper towel completely open, like so it's a huge square. <laughs> there has to be other scams that we could learn about. Like, there... I, I, I would really love to learn other things, like, you know, I agree hacks, you. I light, love, life I hacks. Love little, I love those little life hacks of, uh, if you do this, something good will come out of it. I mean, your your customer retention program is awesome. And I've learned that if you call the customer retention program and you get somebody who doesn't want to play the game. You just hang up and call you, back. You immediately hang up and you call back and somebody else is more than happy to try to help you have a happier day. Great. And and here here here's here's a tip. If they have a foreign accent or a southern accent, so if they sound like this or like this, they're probably not going to hook you up. Nope. You need you need a standard English speaker. Yep. And you know what? I've also found that saying the words I'm not happy is the best way to start. Just like um, they always say, if anything happens where you're about to get arrested, if you ever do something, you always have to say, "I was in fear of my life." So, like, let's say you're, ah. let's say, okay, so, okay, here, here, here's a tip that I gave my cousin. So if, I, so if I blow a red light in like the worst neighborhood of Chicago, and I get pulled over, and I just say to the guy, "I was in fear of my life. Yes. I thought somebody was coming after me. I'm good to go." Base. That's where I was going with this. That that was my old trick. Like when I was in a horrible. That, I, I've always thought about that because whenever I get off of work. I get off uh, on the south side of Chicago. It's kind of a sketchier area, and I'm always looking at my rearview mirror going, if I ever blew this stop sign and I got pulled over, what would I say? That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, so my cousin and I one night at, like, I don't know, midnight, we drove to the casino, right? <laughs> and and I forgot where we were coming from, but it was in a direction where we had to go through the worst neighborhood. So I'm like, listen to me. You follow me because we had two cars. I'm like, you follow me. You do not stop at any red lights. He goes, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a ticket. I said, believe me, you drive through every red light, nothing will happen. So of course I've told this story before, right? I don't remember it if you have. So we're driving 
We go through every red light, and sure enough, I I, I see the the police sirens. He got pulled over. So th- this ah. almost this almost got me shot because I parked my car. I jumped out to like get back in your car, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, that's my cousin. He lives in the suburbs. I told him to go through. I told him just follow me no matter what. And they actually they ended up letting us go. I said, you know, this is a horrible neighborhood, so I figured I didn't want him to be stuck in any red lights. <laughs> and what they say? They they ended up actually letting us go. Wow! But but I always said, if you ever, it, I I do think you should just go through every red light and stop sign in bad neighborhoods, and then if they ever, if the cops pull you over, you just say, I was in fear of my life. Some guy was like throwing rocks at my car, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to be. I want to get out of this neighborhood. And even if they give I mean, you a, a ticket, that's a really good excuse. That's true. That's fear of my life. I'm going to use that even when I'm in like the uh, northern suburbs where it's nothing but old people and Jewish people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. I was in fear of my life. Yeah. Whoa. That's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. That's like the magic I word. Of, I saw a lot of my own people coming after me. I needed to go. As you're getting handcuffed the second you say it, it's like in, in yeah. the movie Labyrinth when she says, you have no power over me. No power over me, and then he's, and then like out of nowhere, David Bowie disappears, and she's back in her bed. You have no power over me. You have no power over me. Power over me, and like that was the magic word to like end everything. Now, I've been having some really, really weird moments because, like I said, when I get off the highway, I'm in a sketchier part of, of South Side of Chicago, and there's a new radio station that plays nothing but like '90s hits, like jams and Tupac and Biggie, and a lot of times I'll find myself like. Just jam it out to all sorts of Dr. Dre. And I'll stick my head up and I'll look at all these people laughing at me that I'm like screaming ain't nothing but a G-thang and regulator. And I'm like, either these people are going to kill me or they think I'm hilarious and I don't know what to do right now. But I am like singing at the top of my lungs like banging on the steering wheel. I've done that before where you're like listening to Tupac and then you realize you're in a horrible neighborhood. Yeah, but you you look like a cool guy. Not really. I am like I am the like I look like I look like butterbean stuffed inside of like a two a two theater. Screaming out the lyrics of like regulator. It looks weird for me. <laughs> I believe you're you have like a cool car, you have tinted windows. Like my car has like even if I want to roll up the window I have like the the hand thing, I gotta roll it up manually. <laughs> you have manual windows? Yeah, it's just all sorts of clutch. <laughs> Damn, who's this lame bitch listening to, 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 to Bone? Yeah, and he is really screaming. He does a bunch of Jesus, yeah. baby. You're playing first of the month super loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird? When when I was in Los Angeles, I, I didn't feel like I was in any danger being in any of the bad neighborhoods. Like, when I was in Compton. That's supposed to be such a bad neighborhood. It seemed fine to me. I told you because Compton has a way of looking really, really nice because there's palm trees. That's true. Like, it's hard to have a bad neighborhood with palm trees, right? Yeah, because you look at like, oh, look at those palm trees. Then you look at the houses and you go, oh, there's gates on the window. Oh, I must be in Inglewood. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even realize it. But is there even still, I mean, I know there's Skid Row in Los Angeles, but that's just homeless people. No, so, no, there's some, there's some hard gang ridden areas. Is there, though? I mean, I guess we weren't in those uh, areas. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh. Maybe you're just kind of more on the outskirts of it and not exactly plunged into it. Again, if you're a Los Angeles listener, if you could let us know where the bad neighborhoods are. <laughs> exactly. Because I know but where they are reason, here. If, if you're in Los Angeles and you get out at LAX, 
and you block whatever address you're going to, it's a wave. You'll just happen to find yourself in Long Beach for no apparent reason. Is Long they Beach stop. not good? No, stop the, wherever the Snoop Dogg was from is not good. <laughs> when you see the when you see the, the uh, intersection of Crenshaw, you're like, no, shit. Waves have definitely got me on my toes. See, that's the problem with like, okay, when I moved to Miami, right? This, it, I, so I did not. This is back when Garmin was a big deal, and I was like, I remember, I remember when you got the Garmin, I was like, man, you could drive to Vegas from here. Honestly, and remember, just for fun, we would always type in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we'll be at Vegas like, in whatever seventy-one hours. Eighteen hours. Yeah, but this okay. So when I moved to Miami. They put me up in this, like, it, it, so I I lived in South Beach, but they put me up in, like, uh, corporate housing until I had, my, you know, for, they give, they let you live there for, like, a few weeks yeah. until you get all your stuff set up, whatever. And I remember driving from the airport to that corporate housing, and I was in this neighborhood where I, I thought I was going to get killed. And I was so nervous, and <laughs> afraid, I didn't know where to go. Like, people, I was calling people to, like, look on Google Maps to tell me how to get out. Yeah, and Miami. Miami's got some really like it's really beautiful, and then it gets really sketchy fast. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't know. So the next day, I went to Best Buy and I paid like four hundred and fifty dollars for a Garmin. I was like the third person to have a Garmin, and my entire life was like I had no problems after that. But but here's but but here's the problem. Now that you have, you know, maps on your phone, and you could like literally, you and I right now could jump in a car and drive to Vegas with absolutely no issues. Like, back no in the problem. day, you would need a map and all this shit. Stop. I mean, oh, yeah. I remember being with my uncle, go wherever we were going, stopping at gas stations for... Like, the guys in gas stations used to have to be, like, travel guides. Well, you go up to another... Go three more blocks, you're going to see a big pile of dirt. Now, that's Windsor Street, okay? You're not going to turn there. Six more blocks past Windsor Street is Maple, okay? You can't miss it. You, you can't miss, miss Maple. But it doesn't have a sign. There's no sign that says maple. <laughs> so it's six blocks past the dirt pile, but it doesn't have a street see, sign. If you see the McDonald's, you've already gone too far. Yeah, yeah, the McDonald's is nine blocks past it. So if you get to McDonald's, go back nine blocks. Now, maple <laughs> does not have a sign. Once you turn on maple, you're going to go about ten miles, and then the expressway is right there. And then and you, you, you won't miss it. I promise. So now, now I go to a city like Los Angeles. I rented a car. I type shit right into the maps, and I go anywhere I want, and that's bad because you don't know where you're going. Like the neighborhoods are just, like you have you have no fear of where you're going. It's like oh, this is how you get there. Okay, no problem. And then if you get into a bad neighborhood, you're like, oh, I'm sure I'll be out of here in the next couple of blocks. Turn off your are. You're like, all right, now I'm on a highway. Yeah, but 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 like you don't even care where you're going because it's like eh. no. It's not, it's in my it's in my route. The only the only issue I have with a thing like when you start doing like uh, when you rely on it, like say you move to a new area, it will take you forever to remember. Oh yeah, you have to sell it out back. You're like, I know the grocery store is three blocks away from me, but I don't remember how to get there, <laughs> and I don't true. remember how to get home from here. You know, you have to do that. Like when I lived in Miami, I I literally had to drive to work one day. And turn off the Garmin to learn how to get to work. Yeah, because I I really couldn't get to work. I just couldn't do it. And nope. and the first the first couple times I got lost, I had turned the Garmin back on, 
and I had to learn. And then eventually, <laughs> eventually, I didn't need the Garmin anymore to get to work. But at some point, if you really want to learn a city, you have to stop using maps. Like right but now. Before, but before all that existed, you knew how to do everything like within an hour. You're like, okay, that's the hotel. This is where the uh, Denny's is. Done. Now I know. But you only knew one route. Like, if you ever turned yep. off that route, you were screwed. You're fucked. But, like, okay, so my... Unless you, unless you somehow accidentally got on a different route and you found the better way on there. You're like, ooh, I just found a shortcut. You know, my aunt and uncle have lived in, in one of the southern suburbs for, like, probably, God, I don't know, 15 years, maybe 15 years at least, probably. I still don't know how to get to their house. I I use the maps on my phone every time, and and I've been there hundreds of times. I still don't know how to get there. That's hilarious. And it's because I've never actually just drove there. I always just have them out of laziness. Yep. So really, what what technology does? It it makes you dumber because no one. I've said that my 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 knowledge of selling is way down in the shitter more than it ever has. Remember all the numbers you used to know? I don't even know how to spell half the words I used to know how to spell. <laughs> well, so spelling's not as wait, you wait for autocorrect to hit it, and you're like, "Yep, that's what I meant." Yeah, but at least then you get to see the, how the word is spelled. Yeah, but even then you look at it and you go, "All right, I don't need to know that next time because I can just do it again." <laughs> you just start typing in a few letters, hoping it'll pick up what you're trying to say. Exactly, and then before you know it, it like picks up the wrong one. You're like, "Oh, you remembered the wrong one. That's not good." But I mean, how many numbers do you know? Now? I mean, I I I, I memorize. Almost no number. Maybe I know three or four numbers. I still know. I know my wife's phone number. I know my brother's. I know my mom's. And I know yours. That's it. <laughs> and that's because I used to call you before we even got to this. <laughs> that's a pretty good list to be on. Uh, yeah, you're, you're the uh, you're the uh, the five speed dial in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I do know. I know my mom and my brother. I do know yeah, your brother. number. I, I like I said, I, I've known yours before we even got like this. Telephone, my cell phone remembers everything. I'll never see to look again. Yeah, it's pretty sad what what's become. I mean, we can't do anything now. No, it is so. And like I said, I'm even at the point now where if there's any dead air in my life, dead space. I immediately look at my phone like, if the minute I press the button on an elevator, I'm looking at my phone. It's horrible. The, the minute I the minute I hover over a toilet and take a leak, I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> but I'm washing my hands. I have one hand free. Take a look at my phone. I mean, every like dead moment, I'm looking at my phone. And it's more than horrible. It's almost like you have to do something where, you, like, you almost have to. Even if you're swimming, you probably have your your phone like right next to where you're swimming, so you keep looking at it. Even while I'm watching a TV show that I've been dying to watch, I'm still on my phone. During the commercials, get, for sure, and even when the show lags, you get on your phone. Even, even, even when there's like a moment in the show that just so happens to bore me that one second, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is not good. I am addicted to the phone. It is a sickness, honestly. It honestly is. I know. I'm, I know. I have a huge issue. Well, you're, you're the guy who walks down the street on the phone. I don't do that one. <laughs> I drive. I, I drive on the phone. Unfortunately, but I've seen you walk down the street and cross street with all your eyes going up. Now that's so that. No, I look like, both that's ways. Like, that's, that's like what a drug abuser is doing too much coke and goes. 
Okay, well, yeah, but I don't, at least I don't stick needles on my arms like that guy. <laughs> like, there's still a saving grace for me somewhere of this. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I will admit I need help. I mean, I really do. <laughs> like, it's bad. Yeah, it's like, uh, when I, when I heard of the guy in California who walked off a cliff because he was on his phone, instead of being like, what a dumbass, I was totally like, I can see that happening. I totally understand that. This kid, when I was in high school, he was on, um, he, I think he had his headphones on and a hoodie, and he got hit by a train and killed. What? Yeah, and I, I'm shocked that this doesn't happen to more people. Like, like I'm, I'm shocked people don't get hit by cars way more. I, I think, I'll tell you this, the one thing that the phone has made, it's made people better drivers, because you always have to be on the defensive. Yeah. Well, you know what? When I, whenever I'm walking down the street, I have my headphones on. I am extra looking at people in the eyes. I don't know why, but I'm more aware of my surroundings than ever before. I'm constantly, like, checking to see if somebody wants to, like, come up on me. It's a weird feeling. Well, I think what happened with this kid, another train came from the other direction, so he thought the train was done. Oh, wow. And the other one came and hit him. And he didn't hear it, I guess. But I'm That's shocked. Terrible. I'm shocked more people aren't getting hit by anything, like even bikes. I've had I, I've had two things in, when I was in school that kids did that were dumb that almost got themselves killed. We had when I was in elementary school, these two kids trying to lift up a uh, a manhole cover by themselves and fell down. Oh my god! Fell through it, and one guy was trying to uh, make like a. Not a pipe bomb, but like a firework, you know, it's like through a pipe, like he was trying to make like a, a what do you call it? one of those where you, you like almost like a like a artillery thing, you know, to shoot off fireworks. Yeah. And somehow he stuck his whole hand in there with a lit wick. God. Blew like it blew half of his hand off. Mm. Do you know anyone who's lost part of their hand that didn't deserve to lose part of their hand? That, that's the guy. No, but he deserved it. Maybe somebody lost their hand, like, you know, there are, what do you mean? Like, everyone, okay, like Jason Pierre-Paul, right? He's blowing off fireworks, he blew off his hand. This guy right. you mentioned blew off his hand for fireworks. Almost every time someone loses their hand, it's because it's their fault. Like, what are you doing with the, like, enough of the fireworks already? I agree. It's always stupidity. I, 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 will, I will never need the light of fireworks oh, uh, in my life. I, dro- I dropped too many strawberries in the blender, so I put my hand in there to grab it. And I uh, <laughs> cut off a few fingers. Well, you deserve it then. <laughs> I feel like when we were... While it was on. Don't you feel like when you were... Maybe this was just where I grew up, but I feel like a lot of older men were all missing fingers when I was a little kid. Oh, that, that's you, but I understand the neighborhood <laughs> you come from. I, it wasn't a bad neighborhood. It just like... No, I know, but it was... Uh, I could definitely see some people getting into that kind of mischief. There was one guy who was missing... Every finger except for um, his middle finger and his pinky and his thumb. So he was missing those two fingers. So every time he'd have his hand up, it looked like he was giving the finger. Because the two around the middle finger were gone. How unfortunate. Yeah, you got the uh, the thumb and the middle finger. God, can you imagine missing fingers? No, I can't imagine missing any ligaments or any kind of anything on my body. Just like people who, like, with diabetes, they get their foot cut off or whatever. I mean, the minute that happens, you're probably like, oh. And they don't seem, n- none of them seem to care. 
Like no, anyone who gets their foot amputated, they they're not like. I would be in the fetal position crying for like I wouldn't stop crying. Well, I think at that point, if you're in diabetes, it's gonna happen. You probably have already got the. You probably realize it's not like, it. It's not like you go to the doctor and they went, you know what? We just tested your blood. You have diabetes. I hate to break it to you, but you're going to leave here without a foot. It's not that kind of, it's not that kind of like, kind of like, hey, in the next couple of months, if we don't get this down, there's no blood coming into this artery. You're, uh, gonna need, we're going to need to take it from you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Levy, bad news. Uh, I, I know I told I know I told you you're a diabetic and now you're gonna have to keep uh, giving yourself shots every day. But there's a yeah. second piece of bad news. Um, we are gonna have to cut off your foot today. <laughs> and the, and it, and this makes the third piece kind of bad because unfortunately your insurance doesn't cover it. Yeah. So we're just gonna go and add and have to do it when you're ready. So here's a saw. <laughs> here's a sawza. Um, if you do it, you're gonna have to tie off at, at the knee. We recommend cutting off below the knee. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we don't really recommend doing illegal drugs, but if you have a good heroin dealer, this may be, uh, may be a good time to hit that guy up. Yeah. You may want to numb that pain. When you lose a foot, though, isn't the foot pretty much at that point useless anyway? That's what I'm saying. At that point, you've already, I think you've already started living <laughs> without it. It's not like LeBron James is going to lose his foot, right? It's going to be some guy where the foot is just, it, it, the foot's more of a burden than anything else. Uh, the foot is already not has not been used, has not been actually working. But like, there's no there's no blood going in. There. I can't like imagine you, any case though where you're better off without the foot. Like, wouldn't you rather have a dead foot than no foot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Luckily, and knock on wood, you and I will never have to experience what this uh, dilemma would be for us. Have you? We've talked about this before. Where you're in the bathroom and your foot falls asleep. You've had that happen, right? Oh, God, yeah. Have you ever had it happen where both feet fall asleep? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so that is the worst. Like, I was wearing flip-flops once when my foot fell asleep. Have you ever kicked off a flip-flop with a dead foot? Yes. Oh, my God. It it is the weirdest feeling in the entire world. The thought of putting, like, a shoe, like, a sandal-type shoe on your foot when it's dead like that, it makes me (laughs) sick. Like, the way it feels touching your skin. I mean, yeah. you can't feel it. So, can you imagine having a foot that feels like that all the time? No. But would you get used to it? Because even when my foot's asleep, I could stand up on it and jump to try to get it back. Because that's what you have to do, you know, right? Oh God, yeah. I, it, anytime you have any any ligament fall asleep, it is the the worst looking thing to try to get that. Like, have you ever woken up from sleeping and your whole arm is asleep and oh, you're yeah. literally you're literally slugging it around? Like it's a like it's a limp slinky, <laughs> yeah. And then well, all of a sudden it starts coming to, and you're like, God, what the fuck was that? God, you just reminded me that I have another life hack that I could share, but I don't know if I should. It's for constipation. <laughs> I if I should you tell. I, I mean, is this something that's worthy of telling people? I don't know. Well, there's only one way to find out. All right, so. <laughs> so when you're in the bathroom and you're constipated, right? You're just sitting yeah. there forever. Uh, uh, this, the first thing you should do is get up and start jumping a little bit. Right? Okay. But the thing that really works well, I noticed, is... Okay, do you ever see when women twerk? 
<laughs> you ever see when they're standing and twerking? Yeah. Okay, so while you're sitting there, you put your hands on your ass and you shake it like it's twerking while you're sitting there. Oh and my god! I'm telling you, and I, and that's why I said I, I didn't know if I should share this or not. But whatever. Now I've shared it. So I was gonna say you've already opened the door. But so if you do that, just like I said, if you have to go to the bathroom really bad, a good thing to do is to start pulling on your ear because it diverts your mind's attention from the horrible feeling of having to go to the bathroom to the pain of you pulling on your ear. Oh my god! For some reason, if you shake your ass while you're sitting there with both hands, it, it loosens things up. <laughs> I just figured that one out recently. You are you are perhaps the most active bathroom user I've ever known. That's why I've 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 reopened I mean if I if I I wish I had like a million dollars because if I did cl- the clean and I I've, I've been talking about this again because I've, I I I honest I'm not even joking. I know this would be a huge business. If if anyone if any of our listeners have a lot of money, hit me up because I want to do this. Clean Bathroom, it's a franchise, okay? Wow. I, we, I was in Venice Beach. Ugh, disgusting, right? Could you imagine having the option of going into a beautiful clean bathroom? Like a, like a, <laughs> a glorious bathroom? and You wouldn't pay five. I would pay $100. Base, you know the situations I've been in before with you, You'd right? You'd pay $100 to use a bathroom? Yes, yes. Yeah. Base, when it's an emergency? Yeah, I guess you're right. $100? I'd pay $100. i would pay i would pay anything I had on me to use a bathroom. But here's the deal. Ever since I've been an adult, I've yet to really be in a situation where it's an emergency and I'm out and Not me. Not me. Yeah, I, that, I don't know how that happens with you. <laughs> I have an emergency at least once a week. An emergency? It will pretty close. I've never had an accident, though. See, my body is trained... To, to take that it's it's like uh you know how a boxer has like they have abs that could take a lot of punishment that's how uh, my body is when it comes to taking dumps it like knows what to do it knows how to hold on for life i mean at some point I, i'm not gonna be able to hold on at some point it's gonna it has to release at, right at some point at some, at some point you are gonna be wearing diapers again you do realize <laughs> actually i don't think i will be wearing diapers because my body is so strong at holding it in Except for at some point, you're going to get to a certain age where that emergency is going to come and your body's going to be like, it's going. Yeah, it's some, you're right. It's the, some, next time, the next time this guy blows his nose, he is going to blow all over his boxers. <laughs> but if, if at base, you don't think this is a good idea, though? Like Michigan Avenue here in Chicago, right in the middle? If it was a place. No, no, no. I, I definitely think a good public bathroom would be awesome. But like beautiful, like perfectly smell. Yeah. Smelling. Um, always always a nice clean seat but i will tell you this if i am paying to use the bathroom that asshole that's always doing the water for me better give me free gum and everything else no it's not like that see that that, that that's classless bathroom like putting some guy in there who doesn't even really the guy is just sitting there trying to make tips that's not the yeah, business I i'm in i'm in the business of of a clean like a real experience so base picture my place more oh, like really a, picture my place more like a tanning salon how does a tanning salon make money, right? People go in, they tan, then someone has to clean the tanning bed, right? 
Right. So you come in, but you're telling like you're coming. Oh shit! I need it. I need it. Okay. <laughs> go, uh, go in room seven. My pants are already down by my. Ankle. I'll be. It'll be five dollars. I'll be. Like, you can give me your. If it's an emergency, just throw me your credit card and license, and and when you come out, we'll 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 discuss business. It's only five dollars. You can just pay me the cash now, but whatever. Go in room seven. You walk in perfectly clean. Your own seat. Your own uh, toilet. Plenty of toilet paper. Clean seat. Smells great. Just a wonderful experience. Like when I don't know how many times you've had an emergency, but when you're in an emergency situation and you end up in a clean bathroom, you are so relieved. Like, Again, I'm so I, happy. I basically, I, here's the deal. You probably shit in a public bathroom at least twice a day. <laughs> I try to. I try to basis where I only really do that at home. Don't, do you don't, you work, don't, you, how about work? I maybe I maybe shit at work maybe once every two weeks. Okay, that's a gross bathroom. I've been in there many times. Yeah, you're you're a couple of days. Of, you're a couple of times a day. <laughs> I'm usually like at night. You know, if I'm still at work late and the cleaning crew is already coming in, so. They made the water blue. That's about the time the, well, I, I well, well, see, when I did the morning show, that was the beauty because there was nothing better than the blue water. Yeah. And that's different. When you work those shitty hours, that's different. I mean, you're still kind of waking up. And that's what we promised. Basic clean bathrooms. You'll always have blue water. You'll oh, always have the blue water. That's nice. Not just blue water, but I'm going to clean. Like, we're going to have poopery in there. Everything. It's going to, you're going to have your, it's just your own place. And then someone, I, I put it on uh, Facebook and someone said, well, how long is there a time limit? No, no time limit because I I've been in there for an hour before, where you know where where you're just kind of but you can't sleep in there. I mean, come on, you know at some point now here now here here's the real problem. You know, some asshole's gonna walk in and just try to use the bathroom and not understand that it's a business. So like I can't let and you know how nice I am, base. So the problem is I can't work the front register. No. I'm gonna have to have a real asshole at the front. You're the guy. You're the guy. Like at a restaurant, like you know, like when you're at at a good good restaurant, and all of a sudden, like you know, you're 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 finishing up the main meal, and then the the nice manager comes by and just makes sure everything's okay. You're the guy. Like when someone just flushes and they open the door, you're gonna you're gonna be the guy. That goes, how was it? <laughs> how was it? Wasn't that nice? No, you're. It's full privacy. Like you don't even have to deal with anyone. Oh, I know, but the minute that flush, you'll be the guy that goes, "How was that? Did you enjoy your experience?" And I think and I'm. Did you, did you find everything to your satisfactory? I'm like, it, you can, I'm like, there's a suggestion box there too. Just make sure you washed your hands. <laughs> I mean, believe me, we're gonna have we're gonna have two cleaning people. One for them. Well, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I think I've decided that each bathroom is gonna be your own room. That's not a bad idea. Because then that way I could just hire one cleaning person. See how this works? Yeah, but then you're going to need like wall. You're going to need a lot of space. Uh, if you open it up at Michigan Avenue and you have everyone's got their own room. Yeah, but it's nice, right? Yeah, it's true, but you're going to need a lot of room. I mean, what do I need? 12 stations? Well, what's the turnaround time? Let's say I come in there. I take a shit, and the, let's say you're in full. <laughs> let's say, let's say you're in full capacity. I come in there. I got to take a shit, and I got to wait ten minutes. And the next guy that gets out, how long does he? How long does it going to take for whomever to clean out the bathroom and give me that blue water before I can go there and uh, and crush business? I think I'm gonna, and, and I've thought about that. Well, just now I thought about it, but I am gonna also have a regular bathroom in there. 
that if if we are at capacity, I will tell them I'll let them use it for free. You, well, you'll need to have, like, a pit crew. Well, like, that's what it is, yeah. Some, like, the minute somebody gets up, three guys get in there. One guy's bringing the water blue. The other guy is doing <laughs> scrubbing. It is, like, it is like an ordeal. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you're cleaning up after each person, it's not going to be that much cleaning required. The reason why bathrooms get so gross is because they go so long without being cleaned. We're going to get... But the, a guy like you and then with somebody else who went in before me just threw down about six big, big ribs and an extra <laughs> french fry, going to want a little more love if I'm paying $5 to go into this place. I don't want to smell whatever the last guy just ate. Well, no, no you're not. There's, believe me, that's, that's one of the guarantees. You'll never believe smell me. anything. Believe me. I think the whole place is going to be sand. It's going to be like stainless steel everywhere, too, like full sanitation. All right, all right. So... I think Michigan Avenue would be, but see, I wonder how much rent is. It'd be a lot. It would it be five bucks. How many dumps would I have to have per day to pay rent? Well, I think to be honest, what you would need to do is have an area for people to take a piss and there for people to take a shit. <laughs> no, it's, I thought about that. And it would be the five dollars to piss, ten dollars. No, uh, no I thought box. about that because it's not it's not fair because. Then women could lie and say they're pissing, but they could shit. Well, they're going to do that anyway. And the great thing is a lot of people have weak bladders, so I can make a quick five bucks off pissing. Well, women, you wouldn't be able to do it. It would just be the guys you'd have to double charge. Yeah, that's. but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go five for everything because it's an experience that you're getting. Yeah. Believe me, if we're in an emergency, anyone will pay for And not even an emergency. You know how many people hate going in dirty bathrooms? Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. Just just to have that situation, and I mean, there'll be uh, a like a, a place where they could fix their makeup and all that stuff. You're right. You're right. Like the vanity is going to be beautiful. Believe me. The vanity. It's. <laughs> I wonder how much that would cost. And, and like, how many? Let's see. How many? If we get, if I have twelve stations, that's sixty dollars. But how many times per hour could I get that sixty dollars? Four times. Maybe. Yeah. Two forty an hour. We're open for twelve hours per se, or fourteen. Twelve hours, I guess. Two thousand. You have to be at twenty four hour. Two thousand eight hundred eighty dollars a day. Just to make that rent, you have to be up at twenty four hours. I don't think our rent's going to be anywhere near ninety thousand dollars a month. I think Michigan Avenue Prime Realty. You'd be surprised. I mean, the spot we get has to be... See, and that's the thing. Like, I'd love to be on North Avenue Beach. Um, It has to be just prime locations where there's tons... Like, Times Square would be perfect. Oh, God, yeah. But I don't know how much that would cost. That'd be a pretty penny. All I know is that I would be there. Like, see, you want to create things that you would buy, right? Of course. It's a product that I know that I'd be really into. <laughs> yes, you would. Do you think I was talking about this yesterday too? Don't you think if Sam, if Sam was actually tough, like if he was like, if, if let's say Sam's brain was in Brock Lesnar's body, don't you think Sam would just kick everyone's ass? Sam would be the biggest bully in the world. <laughs> Sam would beat the shit out of every like everybody because he would mow people down. Because right now he's fearless as far as like you know verbal attacks. Yes. He doesn't care who he's talking to. He doesn't care what he says. But then it never for for some reason everyone's afraid of Sam. I don't know why. 
because <laughs> Sam, because with Sam, it, it goes so bipolar. <laughs> like it goes from it goes from joke 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 to a uh, to a uh, fight. Like within uh, within a second of a joke. <laughs> and he gets real mean too. It, yeah, he gets it's it's like a caged cat, like a caged animal. Like all of a sudden, like you don't want to approach that animal because he's got Wolverine claws. <laughs> I and would just so, and you're so bad that you're trying to figure out how do I how did I get myself into this? I would and, and you know I, I'll but go I will back. say this I will say this dealing with you I've watched you in a conversation with Sam within an hour have been able to go in and out of that cage like <laughs> a person who tames lions for a living. <laughs> Uh, you go in, you rile the cage, you make sure everybody's angry. I put my head in his mouth. Out, and then you walk out without a single thread, <laughs> but you know that lion is looking to bite your ass the next time you come around. <laughs> it is an art form that is unbelievable. No one else comes out clean besides me. No, only you walk out going, see, it's that easy. Isn't part of it, too, like... Okay, let's say you and Sam got into a verbal altercation. Like, wouldn't you not want to get into a physical fight because you know that would ruin things with you and I, too, because it would just be too weird? Like, let's say of I course. beat... What if I got into a fight and beat the shit out of your brother or something? Or vice versa? Wouldn't it be weird, then? Even, to be honest, even if I do get into a verbal conversation with Sam, it's weird because I'm like, well, I don't want things to be weird between you and me. You know what I That's mean? That's what I'm like, saying. Right, if, if, I, if I never talk to Sam again, it's like, I am friends with Sam on my own, but it still predicates my relationship with you. Yeah. Like, if there was a fallout between you and Ryan, as good of friends as I've kind of become with him, I would never talk to him again. <laughs> if you went, oh, shit, you know, Ryan, I just gave Ryan like a hundred bucks. I never heard from him again. And, you know, he, the last guy I heard was he was buying drugs with him. I'm never talking to that guy again. I'll never talk to him either. It's like, all right, well, that friendship all predicates on you. Yeah, that is weird, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like when, it's like uh, when you're eating nachos and somebody takes like the nucleus of it. At the end, you're like, "Well, I don't really have any need for the plate tortilla chips. I really wanted the cheese and the guacamole." I'm yeah, like, so I'm done. You're like, "I wanted that bite with this asshole." Yeah, I wanted that bite, and now now someone ate it. I'm a, I can, I, I'm, I'm ready to pay my bill. I was in the YouTube vortex and I was watching this girl hit this dude with a baseball bat in the back, and then he came and like attacked her and like beat the shit out of her. That's why I go back to saying I wouldn't fight Brock Lesnar with a chainsaw because I know I'd go at him with a chainsaw and he would just come right at me and attack me and probably kill me. So that's why with Sam, it would be like he would instantly snap. Like he'd be like that lion that just eats your head. Oh, God, yeah. Like that, like the, uh, the, the chimp that ate that woman's face. No, Sam, Sam would be the kind of guy that would take his sharp claw and just run it right across your neck like it, like it was nothing. <laughs> Like, you wouldn't even take time to bite your head. It would just be such a, you're done. He wouldn't even take time to think. He would just punch you right in the face. Just, yeah, just right in the throat. Right, right where it hurts the most. <laughs> I, I just picture him always grand peeled by their shirt and putting him up against the wall. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to be Brock Lesnar sometimes, though? Because, like, I was at the gym once, and this guy was listening to, like, one of those Amazon Echoes, playing music super loud while he was working out. Wouldn't you like to just be Brock Lesnar and just walk up to it and kick it? Or just step on it? Yeah, step on it, throw it. Like, actually pick it up and throw it against the wall. 
Like, wouldn't that teach? <laughs> what would you? What would you do if you're one of those assholes who has an Amazon Echo playing? All of a sudden, you look at the side of your eye, and your Amazon Echo gets thrown across the room. Get up in a huff, and you see Brock Lesnar. Yeah, with no shirt on. Like it's like that that scene of Happy Gilmore where he's like, "Well, good for Happy Gilmore, you bum 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 bum, my God!" <laughs> Don't you think every every business should have a Brock Lesnar working there shirtless to take care God. of business? Oh God, yeah. Like just no nonsense. No, you None. can't. You can't play loud music in the middle of a gym, asshole. No, it's like. It's- like, come on, people have a little common courtesy. Yeah. But, like, just have Brock with no shirt on, walking up, just picking it up, throwing it against the wall super hard. You, would, you know what? You wouldn't, even need, you wouldn't even need to have his shirt off. It would just be that 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 neck. That, that no, I think it's funnier. Pop. It's funnier with no shirt on because he has that, that sword with the grenade handle tattoo on his chest. <laughs> just those veins popping out of his neck and forehead, I'd be like, I am. So sorry. I think stupidity shouldn't even have an option to like talk their way out of it. Like if someone's yeah. playing the Amazon Echo, a Brock Lesnar should just pick it up and slam it against the wall. They shouldn't be like, hey, can you turn that <laughs> off? Because then you know, even if you ask those assholes to turn it down, they're either going to turn it back up as soon as you walk away, or they're going to have a smart-ass comment. So the only way to handle that kind of stupidity is to actually break their Amazon Echo. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, what, what would you do? You can't. What can you say to him then? No. And then the it next thing off. Brock should do is put his hand on your throat and put you up against the wall. Like if you oh, say anything. The minute that happens, somebody just opens the door and he just points you out. You leave now. No, I think I think you could still work out. Like I think it's <laughs> bad if you if you lose your music player. But I, I do think hey, if you ever say anything to Brock, hey, he, he chokes hey, you. At, at some moment, if somebody took what I was listening to at a gym and threw it across him and smashed it and I looked at the size of the guy. I wouldn't be like, all right, I got a couple more reps to do. I'd be fucking out of there. What you should do is apologize to him then, too. Like, Brock should say, uh, don't Sorry, you... I'll, uh, I'd be like, sorry, I'll, uh, be on my way. Brock should be like, don't you have something to say now? I'll be like, oh, yes, I'm very sorry, Mr. Lesnar. <laughs> yes, I, ma- I made a huge mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't ever don't fucking, don't let it happen again, you fuck. I have a selfie? Yeah, but, yeah, by the way, Brock, is there any chance we can take a picture? I take a picture with you. And then he takes a picture. He's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually a lot nicer than I thought you were. God, it would be great. I, I think every business should have a Brock Lesnar. Just for I any mean, any kind of stupidity. I'd be down with that. Anything dumb. Because <laughs> there's so many dumb people who go to businesses. Oh, yeah. And do stupid things. Base. I, I want to wrap this up in a second, but really quick. I just want to go over this last week, the stupidity of this week, okay? You have Dennis Rodman... Going to North Korea. He wasn't even invited to North Korea. Nope. Um, no matter what you think about Trump and Kim Jong-un, well, everyone hates Kim Jong-un, but you have to laugh at the whole situation. The whole thing is funny. I think it's, it's fine. It is, if you would have told me 10 years ago that we would be somehow making peace with a country that has threatened nuclear war with Donald Trump and Dennis Rodman, I'd have said you're done. Kim Jong-un and Trump are almost cute together, aren't they? Like they look like a car. It's like a cartoon or something. There's a meme that's going around of the two of them standing by the flag, and it just says, "When everybody's almost done picking their teams in gym class," and I have not stopped laughing at that. Thing. Wait, what does it say? It says, 
when everybody in gym class is almost done picking their teams, and it's just those two left. Oh, they're left. <laughs> and they're just sitting there by the, the flags, just like that, that, that very serious look on their face. I can't stop laughing at it. It's funny because I was posting pictures of like, like I, I photoshopped with like wrestling belts on them, like hats and stuff. Like people are like, "Fuck you!" Like they, like they get all. I'm like, how could you not laugh at this situation? How could you people, not have? If, if you they, can't laugh at this, people, it just takes things. Everybody just automatically they see Trump and they have a bipolar anger come out, or they, or they love him. It's like you can't just laugh at the simple fact of a picture. And, and, and plus, I, la- I, la- I laugh at everything, no matter what my political stance are. A funny picture is a funny picture. It's just the, the whole situation is just so ridiculous. You have to laugh. Yeah. And that's so it. Yeah. And it's like people are like, fuck you. And also, but it's like Alec Baldwin said he like, oh, if I run for president, I would win. Alec Baldwin would be the worst president ever. And he's super liberal. I, who would, I would never vote for Alec Baldwin. He's an awful human. And that has nothing to do with anything. I mean. He called his daughter a pig, remember? He called his daughter a pig. He refused to turn off words with friends on his phone and got all angry and slammed the cockpit doors. He called a cop uh, a a, a C-word. I mean, he's just a bad person. He's he's a horrible guy. I mean, everyone, it's like, you can't hate Donald Trump and then in the same breath say that Alec Baldwin would be a great president. No kidding. Alec Baldwin would be a horror. He's the worst. He'd be just as bad as Trump. <laughs> okay. Also, okay. Also, in this Bizarro, I don't know if it'd be worse, but it'd be just as bad. Um, it might could actually it could be worse because he 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 has a hair trigger himself. I could see him doing some stupid shit too. Um, Stormy Daniels was given the key to the city in West Hollywood. Did you see that? Of course she was. Yeah, I did see that. How how can you give her the key to the city? Like She's what? A star. What did you? But, All she did was admit to having sex with Trump for money. Okay, let, let, let's just let's just unwrap this really quick. Okay, I hate Donald Trump. Okay, so that doesn't mean that I have to think that Stormy Daniels is a hero. She no, had, she's she, not. She accepted money to have sex with him. She she accepted money because he didn't want it out that he had sex with her, which a lot of rich guys do, right? If of it, course they do. You're not a hero for having you're you're. It, it's disgusting that you had sex with Donald Trump. Like you did it because say, he's a celebrity. You coming out and admitting it does what? What does it do? He didn't break a law. So I don't understand why people are hailing her like some hero. What did, what did she do? She I hasn't done no anything. That's a good question. And then she made up a story with like she drew a picture of like Tom Brady or something and said, "Oh, this guy approached <laughs> me, threatening her." So like was that, that that says a lot about West Hollywood and like the the mayor was gay and I guess. Um, what was the connection? Like her parents are gay or something, something, but it's like, what, what don't give her a key to the city. She didn't, she's a scumbag too. She accepted, she accepted $130,000 to be quiet. Then realize, Oh, I'll, I'll pay off the 130,000 because I can make millions now because you know, I could use this to my advantage. He's a president and I can make, I can turn this hundred grand into a bill. So let, let's get off the whole uh, that Stormy Daniels is a great person. No, um, she's not a saint. But I, but I have started watching her porn stuff, and it's just good. Is it good though? No, nah, it's just average, like any other porn. But you're you're big on boobs, so I she, like them. So she, <laughs> it made me aware of them. Um, 
right, well, let's wrap it up. I, I want to wrap it up on this last thing, though. Did you ever, when you were growing up, because like we used to work out all the time when we were in like high school, right? and I've never, ever even used creatine. I've never used anything. Have you ever used any creatine or anything when you worked out or... No, but if they had like a sample of like here's an energy drink, but like a pre workout, I would take it. Okay, because I was talking to my friend about this the other day. So me, Sam, and a buddy of ours, the one product that we bought once was a thing called Thermacuts. I don't <laughs> know if you remember this, but it's because no. so Triple H, who was obviously when he at one point he was on like the most steroids ever. Like I don't know what kind, he must have been using like the same steroids that they give horses to win like the Kentucky Derby or whatever. He looked like the Incredible Hulk. He was so ripped. He's like, I'm Triple H, and I use Thermocuts. And we're like, man, those Thermocuts look awesome. So we bought this product <laughs> called Thermocuts, and my heart almost like blew out of my chest. So yeah, like, you can't, think, you can't think that. I mean, all those pre-workouts are horrible. No, but, like, but the funny part was he didn't even really use Thermocuts. He was using nope. steroids. <laughs> like, that's it's a- like what I... It's like when uh when McGuire got busted for the androcene or whatever it was or was that stuff who, that he wait who Mark McGuire yeah Andro Andro he's like oh yeah I've been taking Andro and everyone's like oh man I got to start taking that and like no he wasn't taking Andro his <laughs> single was putting needles in his ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it just it's so funny that like we really it's thought dumb. that man triple thermocuts. When I work out, the one thing that gives me the edge, thermocuts. Meanwhile, you're you're practically in a hospital with heart palpitations. Yeah, honestly, we I threw it right in the garbage. I'm like, man, I can't handle these thermocuts. But can you imagine if I couldn't handle oh. thermocuts? Can you imagine me on steroids? I, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know how good steroids work. This kid I went to high school with, he was on steroids. He got he went from like super skinny to like. 240 pounds of, like, solid muscle. Dave, the guy I went to high school with was a professional wrestler. Oh, that's right. And he's dead, right? Yeah, but he went from, uh... What was his name again? I helped, get, uh, I helped, I helped get him a gym membership at the Jewish Community Center because my mom worked there. And then the next summer he came back, jagged us out, and I went, I know you're not using the same weights I'm using at the Jewish Community Center. What are you on? And what did he say? Thermocuts. No, he was like, oh, I've just been working out a lot lately. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, okay. I mean, he looked like The Rock in like one summer. And before that, he was skinnier than what I used to be. I was like, you got to be kidding me. What, 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 are you what, doing? what wrestler was that again? Lance Cade. Yeah, Lance Cade. He was in WWE. He was like a, a tag team wrestler for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he rest in peace. He said he wanted to be a wrestler when he grew up. But we were like in eighth grade. He was like, I want to be on, I want to be in wrestling. Like, I was saying, like, in the eighth grade, I was like, yeah, I want to be in the NBA and play uh, shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls. You, he actually ends up doing it. Do you remember I saw him at WrestleMania 24, and, and you're I'm like, hey, I see your boy here, and you're like, tell him I said what's up. And then he acted like he didn't know you, and then, because like, we were doing a radio uh, show from there, and then he came up to me after, he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember Levy. Remember I told you that? Yeah. Like, I think he was afraid that I'd probably bring up maybe the like Jewish Community memories. Center and like the, yeah, him the, before steroids. The days he and I used to smoke weed in his basement and eat Burger King and talking about, like, Duke basketball. <laughs> Lance, what, how did you get so big? Thermocuts! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you've been working out, but the Jewish Community Center has a solo play. Here's, here, here's a tip. It's impossible to get big. 
You oh, could get yeah. you could get in great shape the healthy way. I mean, if you use a shitload of creatine, you could get to a different level. But to get to that level where like The Rock is at, or some of these yeah. other guys, you have to use steroids or HG, yeah. whatever HGH, TRT, something. Something, yeah, something that's gonna clean that edge over because The Rock used to be in pretty decent shape, but kind of a I wouldn't say fat, but he was like a football player looking. And then all of oh, a he sudden, was on he steroids like, back then too, but. Yeah, now all of a sudden he is just gigantic. Well, he's leaned out, and now he's just all ripped, like just all muscle. I know that's crazy. But there's only a certain level you could get to, and and anyone, anyone who looks big, you you have to know they're on steroids. Oh God, yeah. anyone, it's impossible to get that size. It just it really is. Look at look at the biggest boxers. Like look at Floyd Mayweather. That guy has like no muscle to him at all. Yeah, Mo- most of the big UFC fighters who who we know aren't cheats. No, yeah, they're, they're in good shape, but they're not like ripped. Like they don't have. No, at, yeah, they're not. They're not like bringing like you know gladiator looking dudes. Look at the heavyweight champion Cipe Miocic. He has he's he's in good shape. He's fine, but he's not ripped. He's not like like Mike Mike Tyson was ripped, but he wasn't like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he wasn't really ripped either. I mean, he I mean he was he, he could have been cheating too. Who knows? I just assume everyone cheated. At this point, if you're in a sport or it deals with knocking somebody else out and you get a million bucks, I would be, I would be impressed if you weren't cheating. Well, look at what was it, Garrett Anderson, the the outfielder. He he hit like ten homers one year. The next year, hit fifty, got like a hundred million dollar <laughs> contract, went off steroids and sucked again. Hey, hey, Barry Bonds busted the home run record like it is fifty. <laughs> in his 50s remember Brady Anderson he went from yeah. 6 home runs to 52 exactly hmm. I wonder what's what's different here Brady oh my hand eye cord yeah okay yeah you, you remember McGuire you remember McGuire's forearm looking like Popeyes and he was like 43 years old oh I'm, I'm and then I saw a recent interview with McGuire and they're like uh, do you think if you didn't use Andro or whatever steroids that you would have broke the home run record he's like absolutely just because I no, believe in myself. You would have done. But if you want, if you look at those old videos of him and Conseco, he was like Gumby, like a string being of a guy. He was, you no, he was in good like, shape. I mean, if you look at him, he was in good was, shape. He was, he, he, he was what a typical baseball player looks like now. But then when you look at him on the on the Cardinals, you're like, who the fuck is that machine? How about Barry Bonds? His head got three times the size. Oh yeah, he's, I, I said it. He was like in his fifties. He bust seventy home runs. Oh, I've been drinking a lot of milk. Seventy milk. Yeah, okay. Right. Lots of milk. Uh, hitting I, the I, don't, I don't know what kind of milk you're drinking, but that's not going to get you the Hall of Fame, buddy. And here's the thing, too. Anytime you confront them, they always say, "No one works out as hard as me." Yeah, because you're on steroids, and it's much easier for you to work out. <laughs> I have the best work. You have a best work ethic because the steroids make you so crazy that you have to leave your house. <laughs> like when you're when your heart is pounding out of your chest nonstop, you can't just sit around like Bass yeah. and I and watch Family Guy. No, yeah, you can't just lay on the couch for three hours and binge watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, you can't watch Cobra Kai and eat Whoppers. You have no. to be out like pulling sleds. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be bench pressing Buicks at like at like three <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> When, when you're sitting there and it feels like your heart's about to explode, you can't just sit around. <laughs> Thermocuts! All right. Yeah, all right. All right, base, we'll wrap it up on that. We will uh, you, We'll holler next week. Later! Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.